last session, y'all learned a little bit more about how to use some stuff on the ship. And then uh, the wonderful news that, at least on this far as the Federation is concerned, you're all dead. Good. Cool. And that complicates certain things. Inspector also recently learned of a Belair ball so that she's negotiating to get first dibs at the location from an old contact of hers. So you can get the money from whatever is in there to help and getting certain people out of the Federation, namely Gerda's parents. Spectra quickly realizes that when she's communicating with her contact, he misspelled the planet name where they're going to be meeting, so it's actually a lot closer than she thought it was going to be. After lunch, she lets you guys know you'll probably be there around dinner time, and then she'll make the deal and you'll be able to go from there. Ferda, as you're watching the videos with your parents, you know your dad in public is a lot more reserved than your mom is, just because he's military. Supposed to be quiet. And- yeah. Roll either perception or insight, whichever is higher, as you're watching this. A character with good insight. 15. Every once in a while, your mom will start like she's going to say something. Your dad just will like squeeze or tug on her arm. It's not as much of a controlling thing as just like a reminder of not now. Just, you all know it's sometimes it's us to not openly question things, but your mom's upset. So she wants to know why the hell her daughter was on that ship. But every time she starts to voice something along those lines, you just kind of, like, see her dad hug on her arm and she stops with what she's saying. She's not happy, but from what you can tell, they're okay. Haven't seen them in a while, but they're doing all right. Her dad looks like he's doing fine, but he's probably going to cry when he gets home. So they didn't get the message before. They did mention something about Freddy... So you get the feeling they got the message? Yeah. But it's still, it's stressful. They're scared. They don't know if anything has happened since then. There's still a lot of unknowns. You get the feeling they don't know for sure, but they're hoping to whatever it is that they believe in that you are still out there somewhere. At least they have some understanding that I'm not as, as easy to kill as that. Thankfully, you did have a device explode in your hands when you were, like, probably about eight or nine years old, and you were fine. <laughs> to be fair, that was my own idea. Unsurprising. Having it explode in your face? Yes. Not surprised. Completely <laughs> unsurprising. That's how I figured out that you can hold certain fireworks in your hand and be just fine. It might scratch up a finger or two, but it should be okay. Don't throw hold fireworks in your hands if you're listening to this. <laughs> Jesus. The particular thing I was referring to was the one that triggered your powers coming out. Because, like, there had been something there, but that just... The weird thing just exploded. It was weird, and suddenly they started coming out more, and your mom's like, oh boy, this is fun. You have a couple of hours, so is there anything people would like to do and or talk about? There's a lot of stuff that's up in the air and waiting to see how things are going to shake out, but how are you guys processing things? Like I usually do, I'm off working. What are you working on? Continuing with the project that I was already working on. The helmet? Oh yes, and a song to go with it. 
guy. Hi, Anima. How are you guys handling things? Or what are you doing with your couple of hours of nothing to do before we get to whatever's happening next? I built the dice tower. I'm sorry. I had all of my dice stacked perfectly and I moved my computer and I hit the edge and now it's all gone. Okay. <clears throat> First dice tower of, this, of the campaign. Wow. That took a while. <laughs> am I doing? I don't know. What's Vi doing? Because I, I have no idea what Anna was doing. Here's the thing, see. Can't do much about Farida's song because Tally has to go through the firewall. With her mentor out of the picture, she's not happy about that, but as we said last time, it's happened before, so it's just stressful. But You do have emergency codes, so if anything happens, he can communicate to you and you can reach out to him. It's just kind of a, I'm going quiet, but I'm here if you need me. Okay. I mean, just even the whole, like, going to ground thing. She doesn't like it, but it's just something she has to deal with. Here's the thing. It would bother her with not doing well with the hand-to-hand combat, but since we literally just did that, I don't think she'd be bugging Ty about it, so... You could practice with some simulations if you want to. Beat the daylights out of some holograms. Smack them around with the stick. Anima. Here's the thing. With computer-generated enemies... Yes, you can increase the amount of, like, patterns for fighting, but in the end, they are kind of patterns. When you do it against a humanoid, yes, there are still probably patterns, but they can think and change. And that would probably be what she feels would be better at this time. But she would probably research into... Actually, she would see if Spectra knows anything else about the vault and then try to research into it. Just to understand, like, what kind of traps would be there or anything like that. Spectra's a little busy working on communications to get the location, working on those negotiations and trying to figure out what's going on. But she does send you some information on the vaults. And one of the things you notice is vaults can be very challenging. It's not particularly deadly or dangerous. Unless you just got real bad luck that day. Because with how old the Belair are, you kind of know a bit of the story of how it's believed that they had to hide in the Crucible and that's how they became energy beings. Okay. Something chased them there. They haven't been able to articulate what, aside from the fact that, like, it's gone. It's not something that's around anymore. It was so long ago. But when they didn't know if they would be able to survive for very long, they would hide important pieces of, like, science and technology and culture in these vaults, and the vaults were designed to make sure, like, not just any random Yahoo can get it, but wanted to make sure it fell into the right hands. So, it's less of a everything in this vault is going to try and kill you, and more of a it's a challenge, but as long as you're a good person going in there for good reasons... And you should be fine. The Belair tell that, though. I mean, being a good person and doing it for the right reasons. 
Actually, it depends on the type of vault and what is inside of it. Tests of character. Spectra mentions how she's been through a couple where part of the test was, are you willing to give up your prize to help save someone? She was fully willing to just, like, let that thing go because she didn't want to lose the friend she was with. But as she went to save him, everything just kind of disappeared. They found themselves at the entrance and she was holding the item she was after. So a lot of it is it's old and it's powerful and you're not entirely sure how a lot of it works. It's because it involves a type of tech, both technology and magic that hasn't existed for a very long time and the Blair have not been able to really fully communicate how some of it works. It's also, some of it was made with other races that aren't there anymore. Also, do have a Blair friend you can ask questions of. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I'd probably go talk to Drew and Daria about that real quick, then. Anam, are you tagging along, or are you doing anything in particular? I had a thought, but I want to get through Alexis's stuff first. And also, I'm just going to say the stuff that Spectra is sending to Vi, you're also going to get that information. It's not all the information in all the Valer Vaults, it's just like a, here's a general what you're going to get. And you guys can read it whenever you decide you want to read it, but you will have access to that information. You may not have her personal stories about vaults, but you have the basic of, this shouldn't kill you, but it might not be easy. Oh yeah, you are asking Drew and Daria, um, and if find them... Uh, they were doing updates. They're in engineering or in one of the workshop rooms. You know where the main workshop is. They've been working on some small updates to the suit, and Tali's been there to help with tool handing them things because suits are very very specialized and a bit of a trade secret on how they work for the Belair themselves so it's just kind of a you need this here you go also working in the workshop so always kind of has a look on her face like you know when you go into one of those places where like they make the taffy in the store and you see the kids just kind of watching as the stuff like folds and folds and folds the taffy it's kind of like that. She's just staring at him, eyes wide, like, this is so cool. She's a tech nerd. You find him there? And Daria looks over and says, Hello, friend. If you're not too busy, is it alright if I ask you some questions? If all goes well, we should be going into a Belair vault soon, and I was just wondering about certain parts of it. Oh, that could be very interesting. I do know quite a bit about those. What questions do you have? Do you know where this vault is? No, Spectra's trying to get the location, still. She's negotiating with a contact in order to try and get us to be sort of the, the first ones there. Once we know where it is, I may be able to tell you more, but what questions do you have? Saying this while working on doing stuff to different joints and they do keep their head pointed at you as they're doing this stuff because they don't really actually need to look. Fair enough. We're not entirely sure if they have eyes per se, so okay, yeah. 
sentient energy in a robot suit. Yeah, that's what I meant. They don't necessarily have, like, the same sort of optical sensory organ. They can see things, just don't think too hard about how. Spectra was telling me about how these vaults... It's not that they're dangerous per se, it's just more that they're there to sort of test the people going in them. So, do you have any idea what kind of tests there are? Uh, Spectra mentioned one test where basically she was given the choice of the prize or her friend's life. And so she, she chose her friend's life to save them, and they were sent back to the beginning, but she had the prize at the end. So I was just wondering what sort of tests there could be, just, just at least in general terms. I know since you don't know the location, you can't necessarily give details about it. Part of the tests do depend on what kind of object is concealed within the vault. They were designed to make sure that whoever gets the item is going to use it wisely. It's not a perfect system, but these vaults were not designed to cause any harm to people. If you fail, you're merely returned back to the entrance and not allowed back in unless the vault senses that you have changed. All right. Many of the challenges involve looking at how you approach problems, what things you place value in over others. Some of them may look more into who you are as a being, as a person. As you said, I will be able to tell you more once we know what kind of vault. I may even know what's in the vault. Drew and Daria, with how you were talking about this, was it assume? Was it, this may be a bit of a sensitive question, and if you don't wish to answer it, just tell me. These vaults were not set up so that specifically the Belair could come and get these items back. Is that correct? It was more of a fail-safe of keeping them away from someone who had misused the object or the entity that forced all the Blair into the Crucible? Is that what happened? I was not alive when this happened. It was many generations ago, though I have met some who were. They do not speak much of it, but some of the knowledge is passed down through generations, and yes, they were created as a sort of failsafe. He wanted to make sure that if anything ever happens, like nearly happened to our people again, a future would be able to access items that would better help them protect themselves. We got the idea from the Crucibles themselves, actually, because much has been learned from studying them and their writings, so we do not know for sure but we think someone else might have done something like this before. And so, from what I was told and what has been passed down to me, when people feared and all the races feared that something similar might happen, we began instituting the vaults, among other measures. And and he just kind of like pauses for a second. I... I cannot speak much more as to the events surrounding because they're difficult to talk about. We've yet to find the words. If there is there, she can ask questions too. 
imagine you're hearing all of this, but whether or not you're actually listening to any of it is a... She reserves judgment for when she actually sees what's going on. She doesn't really have any very many questions right now. There's probably some more chatting back and forth, but yeah, Anima, what you doing? Okay, so what I'm doing, I go back to my room. Do they have like a mirror in your room? You all have your own private bathroom, so there's a mirror in there. Tali's probably showed you there's a couple of spots on the wall where you can turn the wall into a mirror. You can also choose all the color aesthetics and patterns and just customize your room however you want. So, oh, hi, my braid. Undo it. Stare at it for a little bit. In the middle of doing that, I get the notification about the Blair stuff. I read that. I'm done reading that, but then I just stare at it for a while. What are you thinking about? Or are you trying to remember? I'm going to take the hair clip I bought at the circus, and I'm going to try and, like, pull it into that and clip it with the pin. Okay. It takes a bit to get off the hair to cooperate, because you're not used to doing that with your hair, but you are able mm-hmm. to do that. And would you like to do a wisdom saving throw? Sure. You trying to get something out of a scene? Well, I was just trying to get character stuff out of it, but we can do that afterwards. It doesn't matter. I can do a wisdom check. Not a one. That was a one. I learned nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Some fun luck with the hair, so. I had a one. Uh, In fact, I was going to roll for something else, but that roll was so bad. I'm going to count it for both of these things. Okay, so what were you originally planning? We can retcon that out. (laughs) Depending on what you were planning. I was going to, like, go for anxiety, because this is a thing I've never done. I got a one, so I'm going to pull it out, and I'm going to rebraid it, and I'm just going (laughs) to leave it. I make the wall go back to a wall, and I I leave, and I go to the kitchen. Give me another wisdom for when you're braiding your hair. Uh, I'm going to roll the same dice, because that was funny. It was an eight. You think to yourself, my hair looks better braided back anyway. You can almost hear another voice saying it with you. My hair looks better braided back anyway. But you aren't entirely sure. That's spooky. I don't like it. Anyway, I'm just I'm just going to go to the kitchen and see if there's dishes that need to be washed or chores that need to be done, and I'm just going to do those. I'm going to roll to see if... Holly did not forget the dishes this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could find something to do. Deep clean the kitchen or something, or... Yeah, just anxiety playing the kitchen. <laughs> Maybe, like, go dust the library or something. Just busy work that doesn't necessarily need to be done. I'm gonna do it anyway. This is in sci-fi land where everything is supposed to be cleaned by ro- actual robots. And the Roomba is looking at you and is like, What? That I just did that, like, five minutes ago. <laughs> Excuse you. Yeah. <laughs> no, there is actually a couple things like that on this ship. And- <laughs> Actually, roll me a perception check, Casey. Okay. <laughs> it's my perception. I think my perception is plus two. Maybe it's plus... What is it? That's a dirty 20. You definitely catch a couple of different small leveling droids and robots that look like cleaning bots, but more sophisticated than you're used to. It's kind of like, look at you for a second. 
the floor cleaning robot has a has a little bow on top of its head that you recognize <laughs> is made from ribbon that Farida keeps with her. <laughs> that one starts to approach you, and then another one with a knife strap too, and it chases it off. <laughs> knife Roomba. Now that we have Roombas, we have to have Stabby. We can't not have Stabby. Like fan base that Stabby is a meme for, and I can't remember what it is. It doesn't matter. Humans are weird. Well, other than anything else anyone wants to do while we're flying to our new destination, which I don't know if Spectra's actually remembered to tell y'all where that is right now because she's too busy chatting with people. Tally's just bouncing around with me. Get to go to a vault. I haven't done a vault in so long. I'm the guest. Bouncing around, getting stuff ready, cleaning out her life a couple of times. Checking on stuff with her suit. I was actually just going to go look at the engineers to see if we can actually make it more droids, or if that's at level up. I think it's at level up, but... So if there's nothing else, the next couple of hours pass. I'll just kind of chat and keep busy, and... The one with the bow keeps trying to approach you, but Stabby keeps chasing her off. And a couple of the other little ones will just, after a while, come up and just kind of start helping you. By people, not a robot. The people on the ship are weird. They're used to it. Tabby's just being a jerk. Um, my brethren. No, I'm kidding. Not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after a while, um, I called her Shadow. Woo! That's what happens when you go back and re-listen to things from the beginning. You forget what you name people. <laughs> Spectra calls you all back up to the front and you strap in. It's a pretty smooth landing. She explains the planet is... I don't remember why I chose this name. Actually, I think I chose this name because all the other ones sounded like good ones I wanted to use for other things. So, you are on the planet Abos. She is specifically going to a particular bar that her contact works at. She was able to secure the deal, so they're going to get first dibs on the location to get in, get out, and get the stuff. And then other people can come in and see if there's other shiny little things there. It's a pretty popular tavern. We're getting there around dinner time, so... The plan is just, like, get in, get comfortable. She'll kind of peel off from the group to finalize the deal and get the details, and then you can just kind of leak from there. You'll be there long enough to have dinner. If anyone has questions for the group, Maria is still in her room coming through data and managing a bunch of stuff. Roll insight, all of you. That is 14. That's a 17. 11. I don't know if you think a whole lot of it. You probably think she just kind of likes working off by herself. Erda and Vi, you get the feeling she's probably used to like going through and organizing a lot of stuff, but Vi, you get the feeling she's used to managing some kind of network because at some point Spectre does explain that Maria is kind of heading up, keeping an eye on some of the stuff and arranging communications for things. So she's used to managing networks, but mostly it's just like communication network kind of stuff. You don't get the vibe of her managing legal trades, just maybe not all of the stuff that's done officially. Her paranoia can do with that what it will. I don't think I'll do anything about it yet. Keep it in mind, but not necessarily 
do anything. It's... Also, there is quite a bit that's up in the air right now, so she's being an eye on getting ready just in case anything decides to get more complicated than it already is. You land at a dock, everyone loads up into the shuttle, I believe. And Maria's gonna hang back. Jurandaria's gonna hang back, too. I think Ty has to stay back for business, just because there's some Alliance personnel that are kind of looking at the crew manifest with some questions after what's coming out of the Federation. As you're leaving, you see he actually has something resembling a uniform on. You're not super familiar with it, and it doesn't match some of what you've seen Spectra wearing, which she's not in uniform right now. But he does have a bit of a uniform on. He's dressed a little formally because he's like actual alliance personnel. So he's going to some meetings to be like, it's fine. The announcement from the Federation has gotten into the alliance then? Yes. There are certain parts of the Alliance that they've been keeping track on stuff in the Federation, like the news outlets and all of that, because they're trying to figure them out. So when they see that and then look at the, because you are, have all been kind of officially, well, registered's not a good word, but like the Alliance knows that you've kind of switched over, just kind of, kind of double check of just making sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed and nothing weird going on. A little bit of bureaucracy going on. He deals with it better than anyone else. Okay. Anyone else have reactions or questions or stuff they would like to talk about? A follow-up that we're going to try to get into contact with the person that runs my social media page. Yeah, that was a thing. You've mentioned the plan. I don't know if anything was actually done about that. I don't remember what we fully decided on. I think we were trying to wait until what they said on this side about it, like if they would mention anything about your death. Yeah. It's it's been about like three hours since the news broke. And so they have now. Have they? Maybe wrong in my understanding that the announcement has made its way. So we do know what they've said. Well, yeah. I guess we don't. We know what the government has said. We don't exist. There are some Alliance personnel who heard about it and there's double check. Okay, so these people were those people, right? Okay. It's a unique situation, making sure they have the full story. Okay. People in the Alliance that we know got the message from the Federation is the upper level people in the government and then whoever it was that hid behind that firewall. Yeah, and... Maybe another person or two on the internet. Well, no, they were looking at the song. You, you weren't able to track exactly how many people have seen the news broadcast. But it's not on Farida's social media or anything. Nothing has shown up about it yet. But you get the feeling that something like that, you want to make absolutely 100% sure also... There's just a lot of weird with this situation, so they're just going to pretend like everything is fine. Maybe it's just a construct after all. It's a weird situation, especially if you're not entirely sure if anyone at Future Tracks knows where you're from. Uh, I mean, they should, because they had never been able to get in contact with me personally. Sometimes celebrities are weird? Not that weird. Not when it comes to money. 
especially it's like in the beginning of the contract, you usually have to meet with people, right? Exactly. No matter how weird you are, you have to sign a contract at some point. There's logic behind that. So we are, we're waiting to try and contact them about posting the thing. But also, you still need to get the picture of the thing. We're going to wait. Yeah. Anything else that we want to have discussed before we get on the shuttle? I would like to see if I could bring Spectra aside real quick. Mainly, I'm not sure if I want Drew and Daria to hear this, just in case, but... Yeah, you can pull her to the side, away from everyone. Hey, Spectra, so I was wondering, how would this work? I mean, would it be that we get a finder's fee for finding this item? Like, I, I just don't quite get how this works logistically. Is it like a finder's fee? Is it now we technically own that item? Even though we got that information from, from someone else, does that original person own the item now? And then is it going to the, back to the Belair? What usually happens with these sorts of, sorts of things? That's not her voice. Um, I've been trying to remember her voice all week and it just has not been happening. Isn't it like, almost like a Russian accent? I don't know. Yes, it is. It's very Russian. That's just one of my go-tos and I don't know why. It very much depends on the item itself and what the Blair think, because they know of these vaults. But it's one of those, unless it's something that's like absolutely needed at a certain point, they're not going to direct us to it. I like letting things develop on their own. They help and nudge, but the vaults are kind of a bit of a test. Also, some of these items we may have progressed past. It depends on what is inside of the vault, which we will either know when we get the location or friend may be able to help tell us, or we may not find out until if we are able to find it. Ali and I and Murray as well, we have contacts that we can reach out to with big companies who would pay quite a lot of money for it, or whatever it is to be able to and ways to copy and integrate it into their production to help improve their technology. Usually with that, we're also able to get the copy of the schematics or like a prototype of when they're rebuilding it. Depends on the item. I haven't done one of these in forever, so I'm not entirely sure who is going to be still looking for things. But once we have the location, they will officially put some feelers out. Check to make sure that the people I talk to are still in business, which is good, they still are. Last one of these I did was probably about two years before we went undercover. So the Belair are fine with these going to corporations to sort of further technology or production? Yes, they put them into the vaults to make sure they would survive. Alright. I was just concerned since now we have a Blair on our ship who actually I talked to them while you were negotiating and speaking with their contact and they do have information about the vault. So once we find the location, they may be able to help tell us even if your contact can't about the item. Huh, that would be wonderful. I know most Blair can't directly help with the I mean the items in the vault. It's they were created to preserve, so whoever is going for it 
we have to prove on our own that we're worthy of the item. Because if we're not, then it can stay there until for future generations. Being centuries old energy beings, they think a little more long-term than some most people do. I didn't think they would be joining us. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't any particular issue with us suddenly having the item and us suddenly not having it. Oh, there's no issue at all. That's how these go, is we run it by the, but they're, they do have some say in the negotiation process of selling whatever it is. Alright. It varies from job to job. This one, I think we will be having to find our own seller, but having a Blair on board, they will be able to... In listening to the, well, what kind of conflict would we be searching for in these tombs or, or uh, ancient dangers? I would certainly have asked, besides the, the specific test of, of character that Spectre would have run across, are there any other examples of traps or protectors that you remember from that time? Same. There would have been several. Like? There was one. It was something more connected to nature. It was weird. There was... I apologize if this is awkward. <laughs> there you go. It's called improv for a reason. It's not prepared. That's okay. That's how it works. Earlier today, I was like, am I prepared for everything they're going to throw at me? I mean, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to be prepared for everything they're going to throw at me. You know what? I'm going into an anxiety spiral, so I'm just going to go play video games. Perfect. Very much pertaining to the connection with nature. Thankfully, I was going through this with, well, not Ty, but another Vatakai. They do have some connections to nature, so... That was able to help. It was all about going with the flow of things. That one was a long time ago. I think what we got out of that was a device of some sort that helped improve growth in plants. Helping plants grow places where they normally would have trouble growing. Which proved very helpful and very lucrative. There was another that was focused more on martial prowess. That one was a tricky one. It's never in any direct danger, but there were a couple of moments where I felt for sure me or my friend, we were probably going to die. Was it a fight? In a way, I never quite saw exactly what was attacking us. But it was very much in having to react quickly and react smartly. We had it. There were several moments where we were fighting back to back, and it <laughs> was a moment where I thought I was about to have my head taken off, but. Eventually, it all went away, and what we found, it was some sort of personal defense item. I think they're still working on finding ways to integrate and synthesize that one. That one was one of the later ones that I did. More like the kind of thing that I specialize in. Should be fun. An illusion. A test. It depends on the kind of world we're going into. She pulls up her sleeve and there's a scratch across her arm. No, it was real. Maybe a little bit more physical than mine, but I promise you if you stand in the wrong place in a light show, you will not walk away, at least with both legs. You might be able to hop away. I've seen people catch fire at my own shows. It only happened once, and I fixed it, and we just made sure to set up a security thing and break jig around that particular device, and we no longer had that issue. Either way, user error is quite dramatic. Why did you not get arrested after that? 
Would anyone else in the group have known before last night, before the newscast, that your dad's part of the military? Probably. That's how I got the job. They would hire a, a Promethean into the military. Like, what? No, that's weird. Also, I'm fairly certain it was me that got, caught fire, to be perfectly clear, because I'm the engineer behind all of it. Anybody who was helping me was just acting. We probably should have mentioned to the players themselves, yeah, Farad's dad is... What, what rank did we decide? A general. He does strategy. Yeah. Wow, he's a general. Okay. I'm a general, Woo! It helps us to open some doors, especially when uh, everybody is racist. Yeah. How the hell would Faraday get a singing job in the USO? He might have had some doors closed after he married your mom, but I imagine he's just like, screw you, I don't care. Yeah, that's why he was he's at the high level that he is, because even if they tried to close those doors, he was already at the point where he's just like, I don't care. I'm already high enough. So what? I forgot. Another thing you would have noticed is there was like a couple of people standing behind them, also in military uniform. You recognize them as people like, your dad's worked with them for years. They're some of the people he trusts more. That's good. He's probably in relatively safe hands. To anyone else, that might have been concerning, but you know, it's like, okay, he, he's got some of his people with him. Should be okay. Oh, that's Bobby and John. I know them. They're cool. I know, right, Conning. I have a quick question then. Does Farida's dad look human then? He is human. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. I've recently become canon. Mostly because it became relevant. <laughs> cool. I would have asked beforehand, except for I was a bit of a bad DM and forgot to double check stuff. As far as I'm concerned, the, the world doesn't exist until you look at it. So yeah. nobody cares about the thing on the far reaches of the universe that no one's seen yet. And then it frantically has to come into existence as your DM's like, oh crap, I forgot. That's how D&D works. It's yes and. It's improv. Because we ran across the question of, well, how did Farida get the gig then? If they're so racist, how did a Promethean end up working in the military doing entertainment? That makes no sense. So. They needed someone your dad was like, I know someone. I got my kid. Yep. No, Vi, you would have done your homework, so Vi, you would have known. Oh, to clarify the questions about how did she not go to jail, she caught herself on fire. (laughs) Also not surprising, really. No. You learn through firsthand experience. So how many doors have you busted open that way? How many doors have you exploded? Not as many as you might think. Or else I would know to not do it. How many things that are not doors have you exploded? She looks at the burn marks on her hands. Um, not a lot. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Heads and tails chuckle. Mike just gives you a look, like, uh-huh. Dexter just kind of nods approvingly. Yeah, you're going to get along just fine here. So... Any qu- other questions about stuff while we're on the shuttle? Spectra, are there a certain number of uh, traps or protections set in place before the test? Or is it sort of the test is in the middle? Or It's usually one of those you go through the door, the test has begun, it doesn't end until you find yourself back at the door. And then you either have it or you don't. Okay, so it's not like, oh, there are usually about five different main things to go through. Alright. 
depends on the vault, and it's kind of a figure-out by trial and error kind of Is there a limit to how many people can go in at once? Or is only like a max of two or three people? Or does it not matter as much? I don't know if we could take everyone in, but the three of you should be fine. I've only heard of people having trouble when they try and take about a dozen people in, but that also kind of depends on the vault, and sometimes the more people you take, the more difficult it is to get through it, and the more likely you are to not find what you're looking for. Once I know what we're dealing with, I'll be able to, to break up with a suit to go where. Like I said, I've done a few of these. This is going to be stops and things for a second starts counting. Number seven? No, eight. Unless that one was a dream. That one was weird. Once we know the location, we can figure out what kind of vault it is and I'll be able to answer more questions. Right. And thankfully, the person who has the information is someone I can trust to not sell it to six other people because it's just a giant in the ass. Gotta be careful with those loose lips. Though Farida wouldn't say that. That's more of a anybody from Pierce the Veil kind of thing. Though I would agree with that. I was about to say, when did Rosalind get on here? That's, yep. From how my friend operates, even he isn't going to know the location. He's just transferring the information from someone else. Don't worry, I will verify before I get payment. I've done this before. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next time to find out what happens on Board the Opal Star. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Aboard the Opal Star is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is DM'd and produced by me, Brianna Toiber. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor, I'm playing Farida the Prometheus. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel the Eldori. With music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com.